Hello and welcome to The Ball Bags, a weekly podcast breaking down all the news from the United Rugby Championship, the NFL, the English Premier League, the NBA and the wide world of sport. Hello and thanks very much for tuning into opening episode, brand new season of The Ball Bags podcast delighted to be joined by the chief how are you sir good christmas yeah i'm good sasquatch i had a great christmas nice and quiet uh, relaxed took a sure christmas yeah took took an extended break to be honest only this is only my second week back in work so it's been uh yeah it was uh just nice reward for a busy year (laughs) took 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 the extra break Getting getting wise in your old age, Chief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Look, in, in case you've had a good Christmas and you've kind of forgotten the running order, it's pretty simple, straightforward. We're going to roll with it again this year, but it's um, player of the weekend, weekend just gone. Agree to disagree, and then obviously you must watch TV for the weekend ahead. So without much further ado, Chief, who was your player of the weekend and why? So... Bit of a monster bias hat on me tonight, but uh, Alex Nankerville, uh, I thought he was excellent on both sides of the ball uh, against Toulon at the weekend. Uh, obviously, he got he got his try, but um, the team just looked better for having him in it. Uh, I know mm. Rory Scannell does a job when he's in there. We we know his limitations. He's a good player, you know, but um, just something about Nankerville, he kind of. Reminds me of uh, past Kiwis that have been there with Munster, likes a Rua Tapoki and stuff like that. So I was think I was thinking more Mafia myself. When yeah, I watched yeah, um, uh, Mafia as well. Like similar players, you know. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's um, and it was a must-win game for Munster, like to to be able to you know progress um, the in in the top sixteen of the the knockout. Like if the if they got nothing from that, they really could have. Um, been looking at going into the Challenge Cup, so yeah, I thought I thought he was excellent. Obviously, a lot of players stand out, but yeah, Nankerville was my uh, player of the week. Fair, fair. Uh, personally, I had a bit of a coin toss to be honest with you. Um, everyone's aware that the NFL playoffs are on, and for me, it was either CJ Stroud or Jordan Love. Balance of play, only for the fact that CJ Stroud was at home. And Jordan Love was away on the road to red out favourites, Dallas Cowboys. I just, for me, I also wanted to bring him up and agree to disagree, so I said I'd throw him in as well. <laughs> uh, but I just thought, given balance of play, given the kind of negative media takes maybe over the last two years with him sitting, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a, a kind of coming of age moment for Jordan Love. Um, despite the fact he's been exceptional down the stretch, it kind of got lost in the mire of all the other games. But I think in playoff football, when everyone focuses in on each individual game, when it's on, I thought he really shone brightest. Um, and that's why I went with Jordan Love. Yeah, it that coin toss of uh, CJ Stroud and, and Jordan Love, very, very close. Like uh, I heard you talking in your... Uh, Huddles and Stout podcast about the the stats like 
two yards <laughs> separating I, is the I only did, thing I did separating. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's one of my um, it's one of my New Year's resolutions is to to get better at interpreting data. It's more from a professional basis, so I've yeah. started kind of throwing sh- stuff up on my Twitter. Um, yeah. QBR rating for both men was 157.2 or 99.3% of a maximum QBR. Completion percentage, both 76. And they were identical in terms of attempts and completions on that. Yeah. The only difference was CJ Stroud threw for an additional 274. An additional two, two yards. Two yards, yeah. 274, 272. <laughs> it's the only difference between them. Yeah. Weird. Two, uh, um, two phenomenal performances. Um, but I think when you lay out the advantages that CJ Stroud had being at home and stuff like that. And yes, he's a rookie, but he's been doing it all year as well. Um, mm. But to go to the Cowboys and to hurt them, like I, I know like was 48, 32 or something in the end, mm. it was more of a beating that like the, the actual gap in score. Like I, I looked at, I think the first two or three quarters of it, I was like, this <laughs> this is a beatdown being given by the Packers, which I hate to say, obviously, as a Bears fan. Um, but I think, yeah, I think uh, Jordan Love, he just, he, he he's he's grown so much in the season uh, as well, you know, like, and his first year as a starter. So I, I think, mm. um, yeah, I think props to, props to him and the Packers for, for what they've done there. Um, given that the playoffs are probably well definitely more of a last chance saloon than the the Munster Toulon game I'd, I'd have to agree with you and give give regrettably give Jordan Love <laughs> he wins for the first and, I, and you know what we're going to talk about him again and agree disagree so oh, I think he'll hate me with the end of this episode <laughs> yeah um, I can I can throw some shade in there though Good, good. Uh, wouldn't expect any less. Um, yeah, moving on. Agree to disagree. I think it would be my honour to have the first agree to disagree for the year read out by yourself, Chief. So, start the clock. Yep. So, the, the first one of the year I'd like to start off with, it's it's a rugby and NFL agree to disagree. So Louis Louis Rees Samet has announced that he's joined the NFL's international pathway, and my question is: Do we feel more high-profile players from rugby union or league will opt out and make the switch, or will it only be a small number of players looking to do the same? Uh, all right, there's a there's a few different elements to this, so. The reasons probably grabbed the headlines is he's a Lions player, he's a Welsh international, he's he's still very young, he's twenty two yeah. years of age. There's a lot more to this than meets the eye. So obviously we all know the Welsh contract situation, the like is just a mess. He's currently playing in Gloucester as a result of it. English Premiership is not in a great standing. They lost three clubs last year. And two, so two more this, of those are under huge pressure. Yeah. So I think despite the spin the Gallagher Premiership will put on it, and they've got better this year in terms of like mm-hmm. marketing and whatever, making the league more viable, but it is under a lot of pressure fiscally. 
you could throw that into the fact that the minimum contract for a practice squad player is a hundred grand a week. Now is the time to take a chance. Yeah. He will be afforded extra time because he's not an American who's grown up playing the game. They will look at him and look at potential and be like, well, of course he doesn't understand how to read zone coverage or whatever the case may be. He'd probably start as a punt returner, you'd imagine. Mm. Um, so if he goes, it's a year or two. He's 24, plenty of years left. He's still been a professional athlete. It's allowing him the opportunity to get out of Gloucester. Not saying that's what he wants, yeah. but it's a great way of ending a contract. And see the lay of the land when he comes back. Yeah. He, I would not be shocked if he's got a good agent because he's arguably the youngest, best, brightest star in Welsh rugby who has something ticking in the background, which is throwing names out here just as speculation that if it doesn't work out, Lewis Rassing are more than willing to, yeah. to do a deal on your return. We've had a few kind of notable names. Obviously, we Christian Wade had tried it previously at Buffalo. Yeah. Went, didn't work out. We've had quite a few rugby league converts, uh, namely the Australian ones. So, Jordan Mailata is the name that's the big success. Yeah. Uh, offensive lineman with the Eagles, obviously. But Valentine Holmes, who's a huge name in NRL, uh, which is Australian rugby league, had gone and been with the Jets. And then also Jared Hayne, who was a huge name at the time, didn't work out. He was the first real notable one. I think it's going to become more and more common. Uh, the reason, arguably, I would imagine, is it's a great way for your NFL programs to increase the calibre of athletes in special teams. Mm. So they like pulling... Australian punters is the big one yeah. because it's a transfer from Aussie rules and you get an athlete so you get someone who's used to running and kicking the ball so when on the very rare occasion when it breaks down they've got an athlete who would probably tackle yeah whereas your your homegrown players are not putting their body on the line they're yeah. getting out of dodge uh, absolutely yeah Um. so do I, 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 I cantankerously, I, I tend to think there's not going to be more high profile players making mm. the switch. I think it's a, it's a perfect kind of melting pot of the problems in Welsh rugby, his age, his, like, do I think Many front five players are going to go. No, no. Jordan Jordan Mayalada worked because he was one hundred and twenty kilos. Probably did the forty yard dash. In one of the I think one of the fastest times for an offensive line prospect. Mm. He was a freak athlete. Yeah, uh, and he personally was not getting an NRL contract, so that's why he went. I just don't think they're going to start plucking. Your big stars, uh, what's arguably a, a bigger threat, particularly say Australia, is the NRL starting to poach back the union players. 
yeah, yeah. which it's been vice versa for so mm-hmm. long but now with union on the eyes yeah it's back it, it that backfired on them I know the ARU were looking at recruiting one of the like top names out of the NRL and stuff like that and Mark Mark uh, with about 27 letters after or in his surname I can't pronounce yeah. it has he's gone over the other side you know he was supposed to be he's like the, the, the poster the poster boy of Rugby Australia coming into the next World Cup, especially a home World Cup and stuff, and he he's jumped ship, probably for the wiser, <laughs> financially and, uh, career success. Um, Which is interesting because the the player who gone from Manuel was Joseph Suolai, who eighteen year old world at his feet, um, was already a regular starter in the NRL at eighteen nineteen, um, so he's a huge coup. Australian rugby, and yeah. it was it, the reason it was controversial was because the money wasn't being footed by the ARU, it was being footed by Tourism Australia. Yeah, who wanted a big name for a World Cup, but I'd say he's he's second doubts now, and it's becoming a bit of a a nightmare if players are still willing to do the U turn. Yeah, league. so it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but I'm all, I'm all for. <coughs> All four codes swapping is a concept. Yeah, um, no, I think I, I think you've you've made some really good points. Like on uh, Louis Reesamet, like he's he's so young that if it doesn't work out, like if he only gets you know two years, he's still gonna like he come back. He'll get a club and he'll play at the next World Cup. The other argument too is like what what else he left to achieve, achieve at twenty two? Like he's won a Grand Slam. Yeah. <laughs> He's played the World Cup. He's been a British and Irish line. Like, the only thing left for him to do, really, is win a World Cup at Wales. Unlikely. Yeah. And then maybe a bit of Heineken Cup glory, which he can arguably, if this fails, do at Rassing or whoever picks mm. him up. Yeah. Um, and he, he, he could have failed at the NFL and completed rugby by 25. Yeah, true. Very easy. Yeah. Like, it's... Is it, yeah. it really is world at his feet opportunity like um, so more more luck to him but I just actually have a graphic from the international player pathway and he, they have him listed as a running back wide receiver the reason being is I don't think you can declare for like the draft or whatever oh, okay. as like a specialist kick returner yeah yeah um, could be wrong willing to be corrected on that and there's like four Irish names two two of which I recognise straight away Dara Leader used to be with Connacht and Rory Began the Monaghan keeper Dara Leader is doing exceptional work right now uh, to the ire of the GA in that the Dara Leader kicking school is I actually, a lot of yeah, I, I think I, I mix these up. Is his brother Tyg is the one running the school? Apologies. Yeah, I I I, I, met, I actually I I was like on a forum earlier on in the week talking about uh, Resamet and stuff. I was like, oh, Dara Leader's doing great work and stuff. I was like, and I was like, seen something today. It's like, no, it's Tyg, and I was like, mm. yeah, but still, it's. Same same thing. It's like he's obviously got, um, Tigers there, obviously bringing the best young talent into college, uh, 
trying to get college scholarships yeah, and stuff like and they're amazed what he's what he's ba- effectively what he's doing is he's, he's getting very talented minor footballers at your smaller counties yeah um and he's bringing them into colleges in america and they cannot get over the fact that the lads can kick the ball as far as they can but they can pretty much do it off either foot yeah that's what's blowing their mind um and again the recruitment <coughs> yeah and just one other name i noticed on the list that is kind of somewhat of interest is harry uh malander is he used to play um northampton saints and his father jim was the coach there probably played i think jim played there jim malander yeah jim malander, yeah, yeah yeah he was uh england under 20s a couple of years ago and stuff he's actually He's declared for the or he's on the pathway now as well and stuff like so it's you know another one taking opportunity he he wasn't a, he wasn't a bad ten so no um but similarly he's probably way down the pecking order in the likes of the England setup and stuff so it's like might as well go and try his hand or foot at it it's 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 water risk yeah uh, yeah we'll bring you back to the concept of. Ron O'Gara potentially signing for the Miami Dolphins all those years back. It, you know, it's possibly something you could see with older outhaves though that they might look at this pathway. Yeah. Do you know, it's like would would JJ Hanrahan in a year or two decide? Ah. I think it's perfect for the Burn sisters. <laughs> Don't have to tackle. Um, but look, the buzzer did go. Uh, and we digress and I know you're kicking us off because you don't want me to talk positively about Green Bay <laughs> but here we go um, I suppose look it's very early days you don't want to jump the gun overreact but we're potentially looking at Green Bay are in rare air where they could become the first franchise to go back to back to back QBs that are Hall of Fame caliber. The only two franchises that have done back-to-back are San Francisco, going from Montana to Walsh, and Green Bay, going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. So potentially they could go back-to-back-to-back. Long way to go before Jordan Love is of that caliber. But I'm saying it's just potential at this early stage. Just their track record, because they did the same with Aaron. They made him sit. They made him sit behind um, Brett Favre. Obviously, he'd fallen in the draft. There's a whole story there. We could do a whole episode nearly on that. But in a league in the NFL and in, in professional sport, it's becoming increasingly fast-paced and that you need to make a decision immediately. And I, I hold my hands up. I'm, I'm often praising franchises and, and sporting organizations that move quickly but our green bay kind of showing the world that there's an increased importance almost on patience and when you have an opportunity take the risk that you'll blow a rookie contract with on a fella sitting but you'll nail his position as a starting quarterback in the league say there's a there's a lot in that that, like even it's just lowered. yeah no but even even just like thinking, like absolutely I agree with quick fire decisions and like obviously big Bears fan, they've been known to 
give coaches, coordinators too long in in the hot seat and not pull the trigger or keep a quarterback that just isn't working out. And, you know, we'll, we'll see in the draft whether it's going to be the same case again or, like, they've moved on from the coordinator and stuff. I think, I still think Fields has something to prove and could be long-term good news for the Bears if gets good coordinator, a couple of more pieces around him. Like, he's shown glimpses. But going back to your point on Jordan Love and the Packers, it's brilliant what they've done with him. Like, he... Mm. Like, some of the decisions and speed at which he made decisions in the game against Dallas were phenomenal. Like, and it's just... Heads up, smart... Smart... uh, football it's just he he seemed to have all the time in the world to make a split second decision do you know like he was so mm-hmm. calm and cool under pressure it's they really could have another like as you say franchise quarterback like for long time there um and they they're always a team that they've, they've a relatively young team now actually after clearing out over mm-hmm. the last last two years um some of their players and <coughs> uh, they've probably outpaced what a lot of pundits and stuff would have projected for them for this year in terms of mm. they might just like you know the the wild card spot was their probably ceiling this year they've done it and now they've beaten the Cowboys so it's mm. they can only keep breaking through that glass and yeah it's there's definitely a lot of lessons to be learn for patience um like you look at the go back go back to another team of mine man united how quick they are to move on managers at times it's it's yeah. but it, it's the manager is uh, you know ultimately it's a results driven business um or well sport in general is and the manager has to take a certain amount of blame but you have to give him time to build it his way with his players and stuff so it's arguably as well like it's a lot easier to be patient in the NFL when you bear in mind there's condens- no relegation season or relegation as well yeah no relegation and then there's no additional money for making Europe as well like mm-hmm. another trap door or whatever so I get that as a concept Um also kind of have to look at Kansas as well and what they did with Patrick Mahomes they sat him for his rookie year it, it you just wonder sometimes is there certain players and I kind of had Bryce Young in mind that come from college they're you've all the kind of hopes high hopes for them and then you throw them into the deep end they don't particularly develop and then do they just develop bad characteristics mm. bad habits that it inevitably makes their their career a nightmare or like under potential and then do we also do we also do the same in other sports and have we has there been some exceptional talent lost that if they'd fallen in the right places in the right time the right manager and maybe been understudy to look it's a very hypothetical Mm. what if but I think it's 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 changed maybe my concept on things where I've been always been ag- aggressive organizations work that make moves when they need to be made 
and not to kind of throw more shade on you, Chief, but I've, I've called this a while, and I think we're getting closer that Eric Ten Hag will be sacked when the January transfer window closes. Yeah, when it's too manager. when it's too late to do anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's that Ten Hag is a. I think he would have taken a little pressure off himself had they held on for the win last weekend. Mm. But I think there's still questions over the keeper and everything. You know, it's just, and it was his decision to bring him in because Pep told him he was the best player on the pitch in the Champions League final. Yeah, <coughs> um, it's, uh, but uh, yeah, it's like the Bryce Young one is a funny one because both him and CJ Stroud, rookie starting starting rookies this year for their new franchises, and Stroud is now next round of the playoffs, and the Panthers had their worst season in God knows how long. Yeah, that's that, that's a Panthers organization that had. Baker Mayfield as scout team D lineman last year. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a bad organization. Yeah. and actually that makes it even worse is that they, they moved off Baker and he's also in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, what was it? What was someone this that someone had up during the week? Playoff, playoff victories since nineteen ninety five. Baker Mayfield two, Cleveland Browns one. And the Cleveland Browns one is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So that's a, a bad decision in Carolina and a, probably a bad decision in Cleveland. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, <coughs> excuse me. A, but look, Rocky, Rocky's not here to, to jump to, down the mic for me that one. <laughs> with, um, with all the stats. <laughs> yeah. But look, yeah, that, that concludes kind of agree to disagree. So just nice... It's a, it's, a, it's a tasty bit of sport on this weekend, Chief. So so what's your must-watch TV for the weekend? So uh, my must-watch TV is Sunday at quarter past three, Toulouse versus Bath. Bath have been a bit of a surprise package this year in the Gallagher and in um, the Champions Cup this year. Like Finn Russell, obviously, superstar there and... They're, they're playing good rugby and which is funny considering their coach used to be the Munster coach and mm. they played a very turgid game at times under under his stewardship but uh, yeah I think I think this this has um, could be a could be a classic Champions Cup game depending on the team bats and over um, a case of styles make fights type thing yeah yeah I think so um could have could have kept my monster hat on and went for them against Northampton, which is always spicy, to say the least. But yeah, bit of history there. Yeah, bit of history. Um, but yeah, it's Sunday Sunday, quarter past three on TNT Sports is Toulouse v Bat. That's my game of the week. BT Sports for the moment, sure listener. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I've gone for the low hanging fruit with this one. Um, there's arguably better games in in the playoffs this weekend, but. I just think the storylines, the fact that we so badly want this to be Brady versus uh, Manning, two point Bills at Chief of uh, the Bills host the Chiefs Sunday again, twenty first of the first. Uh, that kicks off at half eleven Sky Sports, so it 
shouldn't impact work the next day too badly uh, if you're brave enough. Just really interesting. We've seen these give us some fascinating fixtures over the years. It's also Patrick Mahomes' first away playoff fixture. So there's a few interesting things. Arguably both sides are not what they've been in, in previous years, but I just think there's enough about this that it would uh, it'll drive headlines um, across the Atlantic Ocean. But I think it's worth a watch if you can, or even stick it on record or catch up the next day. And that's my fixture for the weekend. Yeah, I think the the scores have been they've been very high score and low like one score wins and mm. stuff for either team over the last three or four fixtures. Certainly Whereas, in playoff uh times and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, but neither side seems capable of that high score massive score this, this season. This so. season, yeah. Uh yeah, interesting. I I think I think I'd fancy Josh Allen and the Bills to actually win. Not just because they're at home, I just I've been underwhelmed by do. the Chiefs this year. Yeah, I think a lot of people are in the same boat, but even if that comes to fruition, I think it's it's interesting for the league to have that. Mm. That it's kind of a big hurdle for Josh Allen to get over Patrick Mahomes yeah. in the playoffs. Um so yeah. The next the next dynasty rivalry. Yeah. Or it's just big for him to actually get to an AFC Championship game and not have to play against Patrick. Patrick yeah. Mm. So yeah, look, I think that's episode one in the books. That's all from me. And that's all from me. For the first time this year, thank you, and 